0: in a world where the marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers the fantasy booking institute exists to pretty much do exactly that this is a visit from the fbi welcome to another episode of a visit from the fbi your weekly dose of pro wrestling fantasy booking i am your host Detective Mark Sparks, and I am joined as always by my partner in crime fighting District Attorney Vincent Cafe, what's going on, man? How are you? Your face is so much closer. closer. It's wonderful. Oh, it's so good. Our heads look the same size now. Yes, they are not the same size. But mine's larger. I understand. But they look the same size. Yes. Let's try this this orientation. People Mm. can see us better. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm try, trying a new layout with my my camera to see if it works better i'm not sure i like it but we'll find out we'll deal with it so what we invented already?
1: something we invented yes. something for podcasters off air that we're not going to tell anybody about okay. for just this thing
0: just this
1: Anyway. So yeah, it's been a week. Uh I as we were talking off air, you know, I said there was 10 consecutive hours of very good WWE wrestling. Um between NXT last week, I, I didn't watch it tonight. Uh NXT last week, Smackdown last week, uh Money in the Bank as a whole, all the way on up to for you Keith Lee getting Upstaged by Gold Kigley losing getting upstaged by Goldberg. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, Jeff Hardy burying the entire fucking NXT roster in uh about 27 seconds.
0: Yeah. Well, and the thing is, with both of those matches, like I was saying, is this is this is a booking problem from WWE, right? They did mm-hmm. not have to book either of those matches. Right? No. Nope, you, didn't you have want to You want Keith Lee to look badass when he shows up for the first time in literally months, right? Um, Then, I don't know, maybe don't book him in a match with Bobby Lashley if you need Bobby Lashley to keep looking dominant, right? Well, and it's okay if he loses to Bobby Lashley. We've talked numerous times. Uh, How many times in the
1: past did we see somebody lose, Mm -hmm. and they still lost with just absolute excellence? I mean... I would not be a Baron Corbin mark. Not I'm not a, I'm not a, like a Ravian fan or anything, but I am a mark for Baron Corbin in terms of heel work, in terms of golly, the guy could hold the title. He really could. Um, I wouldn't be a Baron Corbin mark if he didn't look good in losses.
0: Yeah. But see, for me, you know, it, it, a lot of my frustration with it comes from a, it's, uh, it, it was a five minute match, almost six minutes, but, five-and-a-half minutes or so match that was mostly Bobby Lashley destroying Keith Lee. I, see, and I, I felt like there was... there was If it was a s- almost six-minute match, I would say four minutes, it looked like Keith Lee was holding his own, and then he got I think, distracted. I think it was way closer to two minutes Keith Lee looking uh, like he might be holding his own and four minutes of Bobby Lashley beating him down. Um... But in the end, and then immediately following that, you have Jeff Hardy lose at a minute and 40 seconds. To lose? Jeff Hardy won? Hardy. Jeff Hardy won, beat Karrion Cross. I'm so frustrated I'm getting ahead of myself here. Jeff Hardy beat Karrion Cross at a minute and 40 the seconds. The NXT
1: right. champion, the unbeaten NXT mm-hmm. champion,
0: the, well, who doesn't
1: get he, to come out with a decent entrance.
0: Yeah. Oh, and yeah, um, they bring him up without Scarlett. Or,
1: no, again, or, or smoke or anything. The dude also looks way more jacked if it's slightly less lighting.
0: And, well, and that does hurt. I mean, that affects him, it, the, it, the lighting setups. The problem with Cross, um, it's the problem that uh, that faces a lot of NXT call-ups, frankly, is NXT is designed to showcase slighter people. Well, and slighter. Like, right, Finn Balor can look like an absolute badass down in nxt and then he comes up and he's standing next to bobby lashley and drew mcintyre and i heck even sheamus looks like a giant next to someone that's true uh finn bauer and it's the same thing with karrion cross because karrion cross isn't that much bigger than finn bauer jeff hardy well or or jeff Jeff hardy Hardy. Mm -hmm. he looked about the same size and, and that's where the problem comes is in NXT, he can look like a monster, but he comes up, he doesn't have the lighting, he doesn't have the smoke, he doesn't have any of that stuff coming out, which, you know, I do want to say proves uh, the NXT wrestlers right when they said, uh, you're nothing without your fancy smoke and entrance. Um, apparently he isn't right. Uh, but like you yeah. said, it buries the whole roster because he beat everyone. I think they, I think it said 18 months undefeated in NXT. He only lost the title because he had to relinquish it due to injury. And then he came back and won it back right away. Um, I mean, is, then,
1: is this their way of saying that we want to prove to you that NXT is not the... Because I, and I don't know, you hadn't really started doing this yet, but I, I know you felt this way disdained hearing people say down to NXT because it's not a down move it's an up move in terms of
0: fan in terms of, of the fans that love it that are that are wrestling marks in, ter- in terms of respect I would say it's not a down move but here's the deal and this is why I still called it moving down to or being called up because the only person that it matters is Vincent it's K. Vince. McMahon yeah. and he still considers NXT developmental he still considers it the B squad, and you're not you're not a real star, and and that shows in their contracts, right? NXT wrestlers get paid less, NXT wrestlers have less no compete, they have less everything, and then they uh, get called up and they get paid more on the main roster, and the few times that you've had a wrestler who's moved back to the the NXT roster. Um, Most of the time, they're in a contract that doesn't allow them to get moved down and pay. So they're fine with getting moved back to it because they get to work less dates and make the same amount. Like Mandy Rose, I'm sure, is totally fine with being moved down to NXT right now because uh, she doesn't have to tour around as much. She doesn't have to travel as much. And she gets to make the same amount of money she made before. So, but... But you bring them up to the the main roster, and and that's what there are reports that at least to the people in NXT uh, that they're seeing this as Vince McMahon sending a message to NXT: Don't get your britches too big, you know. Don't get too big for your britches. You're still developmental. So is, is there reports that that's the the mm-hmm. case? Yep. And so that's there's, a
1: horrible thing to do to your team. Yeah. Because it's still the more entertaining
0: brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it just comes down to. Again, he just didn't have to book this. That's why it's so frustrating. It's because he could have had Karrion Cross come out and destroy. He could have had him come out Lucha and House destroy Lucha, Yeah, Lucha House Party consecutively. Um, first, I'm gonna destroy Grand Metalik. Then I'm gonna destroy Lince Dorado, and ta-da! Now I look like a badass because I I beat two l- luchadors, and then build up to it. And if you want to build a long-term storyline eventually about him feuding with uh, with Jeff Hardy, then that's fine. I don't have a problem with them telling this story. I have a problem with how they started it because if you need Jeff Hardy to win, first of all, you got to build him up because remember he was losing matches a lot a lot up until recently and he was wrestling on main event a month ago right uh and so you you bring him up and back up you re him with his old music you want to build him up and everything fine do the same thing with him in fact you really want to do it you have lucha house party you have carry and cross destroy one of them you have jeff hardy destroy the other one you know and then you create this competition where they're destroy each destroying jobbers and they're obviously on a collision course towards eventually I mean, facing each other. And then you can...
1: Jeff Hardy's crappy run built around this event? Did they bury a guy who's eventually going to leave solely to have him bury the developmental brand?
0: I don't know. I don't That's like terrifying. Here's the here's the report. It's from and let's see if it says who it is. Um, Sean Ross Rossap of Frightful's Raw Review said noted that an NXT wrestler believes Vince McMahon booked K- Cross to lose his Raw debut to send a message. Vince does not give a damn about NXT. I had an NXT wrestler say it. that felt like a message being sent is what the NXT wrestler says. So it, it whether it's actually Vince sending a message or just the wrestler reading into it, I don't know, but that's what they at least feel it is. Um, and, you know, I mean, like we said, Jeff Hardy's been losing recently. and I I don't think this is a long-term plan from Vince McMahon. Like, I don't think he was planning, hey, let's have uh, Jeff Hardy lose for a month or two months and then we're gonna have him beat Karrion Cross. I don't think that was the plan. I think it was, hey, let's call Karrion cross up. Who should we have beat him? Oh, Jeff Hardy, he's been losing recently. Um, do I think the message is still the same? Yes, but I just don't think the main roster has not shown the ability to plan that far ahead. Here's the problem though. NXT does show the ability to plan that far ahead. And this is fucking up their show, right? Well, I mean, Um, they're doing it left and right by pulling people off. Yeah, they're pulling people off left and right. It shows that Vince does not care about NXT because he's like, oh, you're in a feud with Candice LeRae? Nah, you're up on main roster now, right? Oh, you were just in a tag team with, you know, you're not in a tag team anymore. You're on main roster in a different tag team. You're a tag team with that person who just showed up to have a feud with Candice LeRae, right? Oh, Tony Storm, you're a badass heel on NXT. Nah, you're gonna come up to Raw and be a face. That's the report. They have her be in a face. Fine. I mean, I guess you look at her and you think Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon sees Tony Storm and says, "Yeah, that's a face wrestler." I mean, all all I'm gonna
1: say is you have ten hours of quality wrestling that gets bookended and, and really truly makes me disinterested in the remainder of the night, Mm -hmm. which includes a freaking title change, but it makes me disinterested.
0: Yeah. Thank um, you. DVR. I, I'm not saying I hated the beginning parts of Raw, but I wasn't a fan. Like we talked in our money in the bank, Thing. I was not a fan of the Um, uh, Omos and AJ Styles versus Viking Raiders match on Money in the Bank. And then what do they have to start off Raw this week? Viking Raiders with Riddle versus AJ Styles and Omos with John Morrison. Oh my god. There were some fire uh, spots though between Morrison and, and Riddle. There were some fun spots there. Um, Jackson Riker versus Elias. Um, I had fun with that. I liked that. I, I liked
1: the strap match better. Yeah, I because I'm, it's a real I'm, match. The
0: Symphony of Destruction concept is a poorly done concept, but I'm I'm done with that feud for this reason. I I feel like we had a finish to that and I feel like now it's time that crowds are back that you truly embrace the fact that Elias is fucking over with the crowd. Did you That's hear true. the crowd screaming walk with what? Elias for that? With Elias. <laughs> and then yeah. you have to, go to Jackson Riker in front of him. I'm like over that. Uh Natalia and Tamina versus Nia Jackson Shayna Baszler there is only one wrestler in that ring that I, I care I'm about. I'm sorry.
1: I actually skipped that match, so I probably... I probably, <laughs> uh,
0: she- probably. Sheamus beating up Humberto Carrillo again for like the eighth time. Yeah, I still enjoyed it. No, I, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. Now, now, they're obviously building up to Sheamus versus Damian Priest, and I'll be yeah. fine with that, but I... I'm done with Humberto Carrillo and Sheamus. Right? I don't think Carrillo all, was ready for the
1: main roster.
0: I don't think he necessarily was either, but even more than that, this is not the feud. For, uh, Humberto Carrillo is designed. Heck, I would have had less problem with Humberto Carrillo being the one that uh, Karrion, off, Karrion, Karrion Cross Karrion destroys. Because, you know, because he's
1: he's a super underdog.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, you know, or whatever. And
1: then you or, had or sneaks one out on Karrion Kross. Yeah. I think the right thing to do there is have a, a face group that plays heel work.
0: But. So, then you had Bobby Lashley versus Keith Lee. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, which was really just to set up Goldberg coming out again, uh, interrupting Keith Lee again uh, to challenge the person that Keith Lee just got beat by. Because. Uh, If that's what the WWE Universe is clamoring for, it's another Goldberg match. Two a year, bud.
1: But, next year's the last year of that contract. And so, there is one caveat to that. If he interrupts Keith Lee every time,
0: Keith Lee could be the one to retire Goldberg, which would be kind of fun. And then after it, um, we had really only one highlight in the rest of the night. And that was Nikki cashing in and becoming the champion. Um, but I say that with with a little reservation because it came after Charlotte Flair beating the tar out of Rhea Ripley for a while. And then when Rhea finally starts to do something, deucing out, um, and it really kind of... I really feel like they've been hurting Rhea Ripley a lot recently. So here's
1: here's why I like that match, and then we'll get to our our FBI because this is not a recap show, yes. but but it is the show right after uh, a pay per view, and and again the best non WrestleMania pay per view we've seen from WWE all year. So according to both of us, and JLB said he couldn't remember. So, and, and probably the third best pay-per-view between AEW and, and WWE this year. So it was a really good pay-per-view. Um, but I like this for the idea that number one, we have a women's feud that is not going to be about a title. And this gives the opportunity for other women to start build up towards that that upper echelon. We've talked and talked and talked till our, our faces were blue about needing more viable contenders, about needing more people that we could actually say, oh my gosh, that guy's a contender. Um, there's a, a guy by the name of Connor McGregor in, in USC who got rocked. What a week ago. Is that right? Are you asleep? Yeah. No,
0: I was reading about something. <laughs> oh. Yes. Yeah, so it was about a okay.
1: week ago Um Got rocked about a week ago and not a soul thought going into that fight that that he was not a viable contender build me viable contenders WWE Yeah, Cena so had a 200 day so... run with the title where Umaga fought him three times, and I really thought
0: Umaga was going to take the title off of him at some point. Yeah. So, so the two things I want to say about that. Number one, Conor McGregor didn't so much get rocked as he broke his freaking ankle and couldn't fight anymore. Bro. Um, uh, Bro. because no, seriously, watching that Bro. match, Conor McGregor still was in that fight.
1: Until I, okay, he broke his but,
0: but a viable but, contender. But here's here's my thing with it. Number one, you have way too much faith in, in WWE. I don't think they're gonna be continuing the Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte fight because Charlotte is so focused on the gold that it's gonna be Charlotte versus Nikki for the time being. God, I hope not. And and that's my problem. Um number two, and this this I'm happy Nikki won the belt. Because you and I have talked before about how much we like Nikki Cross slash A-S-H, whatever you want to call her. Um, we Almost like her. a superhero. Um, we like her, but here here's part of my problem. This is a statistic I came across the other or earlier today. Um, out of all of the women's Money in the Bank tournaments, right?
1: Out of all of
0: them they've had, only one of them. Has not been cashed in within the first week. Every other one has either been cashed in day of, of the women's of the women's. Yes. Okay, but that's that's important to point out because they don't. So Mello's do that on the, the only men. one who held on to it for a while. Mello's the only one who held on to it for a while. Every other time, it's been cashed in either day of or the next show. And to me, that speaks of a greater problem in WWE, um, and I don't know exactly what it is. It's either that they don't have enough faith in their women, or they don't have enough planning for their women. Either well, it's probably way, the latter. I mean, they have way. faith
1: in Charlotte, and they have faith in Rhea.
0: Well, but see, so you say that, but they let Otis hold on to the the. Money in the Bank briefcase for like six months. That's right? because they were making him too dumb to use it. But my point is they obviously didn't have faith in Otis. And and it makes sense. Otis wasn't the right person to win it. I get it. But you don't have faith in it. Don't have him win it. He won it as a joke. I still believe. Um. But then they held on to it. But they have never done... The same sort of thing with the men's money in the bank that they do with the women's money in the bank. And to me, that that speaks very much of how they think about the women's division. Um, Because, yeah, you say they have faith in in uh, Becky and they have faith in Charlotte. But number one, they haven't had either of them win money in the bank. Um, You're referring to in the women's division to hold the title. I'm referring to to hold the money in the bank. Or to briefcase. hold the money in the bank for a while. Yeah. Yes. They don't have faith in anyone in their division to do it, right? But in the men's division, you can have Dolph Ziggler hold on to it for fucking six months and be fine, right? Baron Corbin can hold on to it for fucking ever. Uh, you know, they just, they have no problem with that. But they in the women's division, they're like, nope, nope, nope. We got to end this storyline right now we got to have them cash in, otherwise otherwise it's going to get stale. I think it's a lack of confidence in the writers, but either way. So, fantasy booking unit. But is it not the same writers writing the women's division and the men's division? I don't know. I believe it is. I don't have is. a clue. It's the I don't same have a clue. writers' room. So if you don't have faith in them to write women, then guess what? Fucking hire better writers. I think that they should be put in a room... Oh...
1: Probably double the size of my kitchen, so you know, basic living room covered in whiteboards, and it should just have timelines, and they have to make them crisscross at certain points. Mm-hmm. And
0: I mean, may, maybe don't hire random comedy writers who've never listened to or watched WWE. Bobby um,
1: Ashley, something like that. I don't yeah. know.
0: Um, and then fire them once they accidentally speak about it in a in an interview.
1: Well, it was an accidental firing, too, so. Yeah.
0: Anyways. I don't know what an accidental firing is. Anyway, so Anyways, Fantasy we'll Booking So that's that's ranting over for now, at least, because it might come up again later. But we're going to do our fantasy booking, our regular show uh, for now. Uh, one, one other rant. JLB, you pansy. Mm, i'm too tired i live in canada and gotta go to sleep because it's an hour later already well that has that that, that's not because of canada but uh, nebraska educational system never mind he is in a different time zone and i know (laughs) he is in canada i didn't say he the time zone was later because he was in canada i said (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm tired because I'm in Canada and it's an hour later. See, there's a comma there, commas. That's All I'm saying is, sure in Pittsburgh, phrase. it's the same time as it is in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Pittsburgh people don't go to bed early. That's true. That's true. Yeah. See, right? Cause they're yeah, fucking they're... hardcore. That's and right. Like the fucking Montrealians. Yens. Mon- Mon- Montrealites. Montrealians. Montrealites. Mm-hmm. Montreal. Montrels. Montreal- Montrals. Montrals. Those, those, fucking, those fucking montrels. Anyways. I think we made a shirt. That's a shirt. Fucking Montrels. <laughs> um so we're gonna get to the fantasy booking. Before we do, of course, I always take this time to remind people that Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. So link Plug- is gonna be down in the doobly-doos. Uh, You can click that and go to tatnusco.com and check out the other shows on the network there. If you are watching our live stream, uh, make sure to drop a comment in the comment section and a like and a share and a subscribe on whatever platform you're doing. We do the live stream every Sunday night and Tuesday night at 1030 Central on Facebook and YouTube. So check us out there. If you're listening later on the podcast or watching the replay, still Hit us up somehow you you got our our social medias on the screen right there and over there Um, so you can hit us up that way. But um, but yeah, we're going to go ahead and get into this. If you're new to the fantasy booking, this premise is pretty simple. We're going to challenge each other to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We do not discuss them in advance because we think that makes it more entertaining or at the very least more panic inducing. So 28 minutes before the first segment. Tatniss, oh. we did keep our agreement. Yep, we still did
1: it it. It, it. it was before the first segment. Uh It just happened to take
0: 27 minutes to get to the first segment. You know, the the great thing about the Tatniss Day Network <laughs> is I actually don't have an agreement of when I have to say it. I just say it. In fact, I don't technically have to say it. I just feel like it's important yeah, it's for just on, to know. it's just on the site. Just on the site. Oh but it's fun to say but um anyways have we'll a good the, podcast yep yeah, we'll get into the fantasy booking i always open the floor up to d.a fabe first to see if he wants to go first or if he wants me to go first
1: i'd like to fantasy book you coughing on the air that's why I'm. hey here. there it is i know oh. um I'll let you go first, because there's there's nothing that's that's overwhelmingly not generic bullshit sticking out in my head. Um, you know, like, oh, who would you make a superhero? We've already done that. You know, or, or, oh, how would you book Nikki Cross's first run with the title? We've already done that. Oh, how would you book Goldberg dying at the hands of Bobby
0: Lashley? Hopefully, we haven't that done that one yet. But that <laughs> okay, I'll go first. I'll go first yeah. with my own generic bullshit. Um okay. This this is a weird one for you. This is a weird one.
1: Mr. Grinch.
0: I'll be the first to admit that. So, my challenge to you is based off of a... I think it was a Twitter comment I saw. Uh, It might have been on Facebook. but It was one of those places. Someone said, um, Vince McMahon needs to buy a bunch of land, open up a uh wrestling hall of fame and theme park and i thought to myself that's a fantasy booking challenge right there so that's my challenge to you i need you to create a pro wrestling theme park we need pro wrestling theme park yes now originally this is going to be with both you and jlb here i was going to say 10 total rides that you each choose five or whatever. But if it's just you, there needs to be at seven. least six, six or seven rides in a the theme okay. park to, to make it. Um, so that's what I need you to do, is six or seven theme park rides, professional wrestling-based. Now, I'm not limiting you to just WWE. Um, so they can be just pro wrestling in general. Okay. So, and go. Okay, so... I am
1: gonna do a forward and backwards roller coaster, kinda like the boomerang as some places call it, or you know, that style. That is going to be the backlash roller coaster. Am yeah, I on cool. the right pace here? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um I think that it's it's the wisdom would merit that I have something where, where you know it's a strong man hit the hit the pedestal. Now that's more of a carnival esque thing, but at a theme park you can have carnival esque side spots. Um, the Hulkamania Challenge Hulk. You, you uh, like the hammer thing, but have different tiers of who you are. So at the lowest tier, you have you know your James Ellsworth, followed by Hornswoggle, followed by by these guys that are notoriously small and not super strong. And then you finish it out with obviously Hulk Hogan at the end, or or uh, you know Scott Steiner or um, somebody else that that people think is strong. Keith Lee, Bobby Lashley. Um, okay. I think you have a bound for a bound for glory typhoon ride where you where it's the big splash ending, and you're bound for the splash, but bound for glory, the glorious splash. It could be the the Bobby Roode bound for glory splash. Yeah, that's mixing the two. Okay, glorious splash. Bobby Roode, glorious, but he was also on TNA, bound mm-hmm. for glory. No. Um, I think at the entrance you have the AEW buy in. Get it? Because you're buying into the theme
0: park. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, 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 uh. You also have specials that are called Double or Nothing. Two people, I'm not counting that as a separate all. ride I'm not counting that as a separate <laughs> ride it's a fun fun concept though ooh you do a fireworks show at the end of the day every single day and you call it the exploding <laughs> ring death match and it's just a couple sparklers being flung around in circles
0: do you also not pay your pyro people after that <laughs> yes yeah
1: definitely don't pay those guys um, okay, no, I'm done. I'm done picking on AEW. AEW just doesn't have enough history to really have um, uh, a whole lot of stuff. You could have the elite, um, oh, one winged angel drop. So the the like what what's typically called the drop zone or something along those lines. Um, there's the, the infamous video of the, of the swings slash drop zone, which is, it's called the gyro drop, but it's not actually swings. It's, it's made, it's, it's a fake video online, uh, that's in South Korea. Um, you could do the, the gyro drops in South Korea, it just doesn't have swings. Um, but you do a gyro drop type thing, uh, spinning rise up and then a drop, and I, I think you call that the one-winged angel. Okay. That's a that's a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> super Kick City, which is televisions that are giving super super kicks that look like they're coming at you in a fun house, in a, in a mirrored fun house. That would be fun. Okay. Um, I'm going to keep going. I'm not done. Okay. This is fun. Yeah. This is fun. Um you could have a wooden roller coaster which is called the Call it the F five. So it's kinda of a tornado thing and it's it's based on Brock Lesnar working stiff.
0: Oh, That'd be a good wooden <laughs> roller coaster.
1: They fucking suck. Those are painful. Um, <laughs> they're so rough. Um, there has to be like a, a either a no chance in hell ride or a, a stone cold rodent ride or a rock bottom something. There's there's a lot of stuff that's about a, hard, a, a, a tough ending. Um, and I think it just has to be the biggest ride there is. Um, and, and you could make it just this huge roller coaster, kind of like a, a the beast in Ohio or the Mamba in Kansas city or Texas giant in, in Texas. um, one of those types of just... Texas Giant sucks, though, because it's a wooden roller coaster. It's not as painful as the uh, as the one, the one wooden roller coaster you're familiar with in Kansas City. Uh, Timber the Timberwolf. Wolf. That was the most painful ride I've ever been on in my life. It was brutal.
0: And when you're riding it, there's all sorts of sounds that make you think this thing's going to fucking fall apart any minute now. There's yeah, there's freaks and rattles, and you're like, oh, God, I'm
1: going to die. <laughs> it's, it's not a fun one. The Texas Giant was actually an enjoyable wooden roller coaster, just for future reference. But you do a Giant ride like the Mamba, because that's that's obviously the biggest theme park near us that both of us have traveled to. Um, and I think you call that the rock bottom. and it it, it it has a terminal velocity that takes you underground and then back out, so you're at the bottom. You go through type thing. Um I uh I think that you do a dark ride called You Can't See Me. Um I think you have somebody come up and offer free vouchers to a show that doesn't exist and call it getting CM
0: Punked. <laughs> These are horrible <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of hoping you'd be a good theme park, but I guess I didn't say that in the challenge. So, some of these rides are good. I like Super Gig City.
1: I think that'd be fun. Um, you know, obviously you can't do a ton of like barbed wire death matches and stuff, but the uh, you could do the the McFoley Fall. Which would be like the the swing thing that swings down and swings you back and forth, kind of like a bungee jump, but it's a mm-hmm. just it swings back and forth. So you could do you could do that the the, the steel cage thing. Um, I did I say a dark one? Yeah, there, you can't see me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's just funny. I'm sorry, I don't know how to do. You could do a last ride, Undertaker motorcycle ride thing theme setup, um, or or a hearse. It would be motorcycles or a hearse, I suppose. I don't know. Um,
0: I don't know but because it takes them so long to come to the ring. You could have that be just the merry-go-round.
1: Yeah, it doesn't have to be anything special.
0: It's just there's horse there there's motorcycles motorcycles and hearses. And hearses on the carousel.
1: Yeah. Um, And then the one that you're waiting for is the orange river, also known as the lazy river. And all of them are set up like jeans. All the, all the inflatables are set up like jeans and you have a place for you to put your hands in the, in the pockets. You just float down the lazy river, but it's all orange. I know you like that one. I know you like that That, one. That
0: one's sort of redeeming you, but, you know.
1: (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think if there's any others that I would do. Um, So I would do... You could have, like, the Queen's castle, kind of like Cinderella's castle. Charlotte have her own castle.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I would do one that's, like, a fun house with a lot of jump scares. But the jump scares would all be like wrestler themes, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So you come around the corner, and it'd be called the heart attack.
1: Ooh, I like it. I like it. Oh, see, you could you could have an excellence of execution ride instead of the rock bottom. It could be the excellence of execution, and it's a ride with like perfect hairpin turns and and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice smooth ride, but but executed perfectly
0: you could have the take a bump er cars <laughs> uh, you're as bad as I am <laughs> I like me some puns so no chance in hell would be the refund booth
1: <laughs> that's that's the uh, that's the uh, shop at the end are you leaving with your money no chance but <laughs> And of course, you'd have to put
0: a pasta mania in this as the food court. <laughs> Come on down to Hulk Hogan's pasta mania, brother. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's probably That's for the too best much so fun. they don't have us. Uh, Name these rights.
1: rights. Yeah. yeah. It, it it may be closer than you think. See, I think the way to do that would actually be Hulk Hogan or uh, uh, Vince needs to get a bunch of land and do a running man style wrestling event. It's a gauntlet, but you have to get through the gauntlet. You literally have to get to the next wrestler who's going to beat you. Almost like almost like uh, American Gladiators, only bigger. Like Running Man from Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's where I thought you were going when he said a bunch of land.
0: Nope, nope. I just think he needs to. Now, that being said, I don't think he needs to buy a whole bunch of land because, frankly, while the amusement park would be fun, what he, he just needs to make a Hall of Fame. A physical it, hall of
1: fame. He needs a museum, WWE yes. museum. Yeah, not a, physical... a hall, the, There can be a hall of fame attached to it, mm-hmm. but the museum with all of these historical things, like they still own the Goldberg Gooker's egg. Yep, which showed it, up the that that event happened the same day.
0: Undertaker debuted. Yeah, um, and they don't have a lot of Undertaker's old artifacts. Um, oh, why? well the, what? the difference between gobbledygooker showing um up and them keeping that and undertaker showing up is undertaker continued to wear his stuff right and the gobbledygooker showed up one time and then they took the egg and they put it in storage and the gobbledygooker showed up maybe a few more times and then showed up again in uh nostalgia moments ever since then but didn't like tour or whatever whereas undertaker wore his stuff on tour, and I think uh, he said on a on, uh, podcast he was on, I think it was like the Joe Rogan show, he said that for like eight years, he was uh, eight years straight, he did 280 dates out of the year, right? Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, you take that, a lot of it gets destroyed as you go. A lot of it just gets worn out um, or lost and just replaced, right? But that's why uh, WWE actually has a show on, I think it's A&E right now, that uh, WWE lost treasures.
1: That they're um, still looking for? Or where they're, they're, where they're,
0: yeah, where they're looking for certain things. Uh, and one of them is the Undertaker clear, cleaning out one of his storage units to find some stuff that uh, he can send to... Um, most wanted treasures that's what it's called uh wait that's what i want to go um and and he's cleaning out his storage and he finds like his original gloves right the purple um, ones yep the purple gloves he finds he finds like his coat and the cravat stuff like that um there's a lot lot of them that that they're finding on there so it, it's it's a ton of fun to watch because, you know, they're traveling across. They have an entire episode on Mick Foley where he goes out uh, looking for certain things. Like, he finds one of the original Mr. Sackos Really? Um, in a collection uh, in Detroit. And and then it's WWE has to figure out how do we get this for our collection. But that's why there's part of me that wonders if they aren't in the planning stages of a of a Hall of Fame Museum, because they are looking for all of these lost treasures to collect them. But right now, collecting them just means they go into a warehouse in Stamford, you know? Yeah. Um. So I own I feel like the only way they'd be collecting all of these like this is if they had intentions of you know using them in some way in the future, you know. I
1: I, I would go to that museum. Yes. This, well, especially if if WrestleMania was near it or a major pay-per-view every year was near that. Like you do something at that pay-per-view every year.
0: Mm-hmm. A big event. Yeah. Well, that's the deal is, you know, and that might be the only reason that they're not talking about doing it as a as a uh regular location is because they want it to be portable and go to wherever they're having WrestleMania. But I think a permanent location, like, do you know how many people travel to go see the W the, the MLB Hall baseball of fame, hall baseball hall yeah, hall in, of fame? in Canton, Ohio, in Canton, Ohio? Yeah. Um, the pro football hall of fame, people travel to go see that i mean all these other sports have these hall of fames right there's no reason i i would try to convince my wife to take our first vacation in a decade to the wwe hall of fame museum
1: well especially if they could get down by full sale or Mm -hmm. somewhere in that area um in fact, the arena that they were doing at XTM until they went back to full sale would be perfect for that if they owned that building.
0: Yeah. But so, yeah, the first episode was Mick Foley searching for uh, Mr. Sacco, the original brown Mankind shirt, and the one of his Cactus Jack flannel vests. Uh, Very they had cool. The Undertaker uh, searching for... Stuff, Kane searching for uh, the original Kane masks and the urn. That's Uh, gotta be Kane. They've got Jerry Lawler going all over the country trying to find uh, stuff from his match with Andy Kaufman. His original robes and crown, things like that. Booker T did an episode searching for his King Booker robe. Uh and uh his first wcw championship title and the dog collar world worn by junkyard dog uh they the next episode had sergeant slaughter and iron Sheik searching for stuff next one was jake the snake roberts which was really interesting because this was 2021 when this show started so this is jake the snake roberts doing a wwe show about finding his stuff while he's under contract with aew for performance Um, so that's a big thing there Um, episode 7 I could probably skip and I think you could probably skip too because it's Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Greg the Hammer Valentine
1: you know but there was a lot of epic things that that happened under Brutus's watch I'm not saying that it's right or wrong or indifferent Uh um, it's not something I'm going to hunt down but under the same token I mean, Beefcake was Beefcake, and so he had the shears, he has That was the one that he was looking for on
0: this was the shears. Was the main thing.
1: Uh, Anything Mm -hmm. from his booth. um, You know, under the same token, uh, HBK had a show the, the, I can't remember what it was Mm -hmm. called, but some of those shows, that's that's an area to do it.
0: Yeah, the, um, the shows, though, they probably have most of those because those were sets that WWE would have held on to yeah. and controlled. It's the other stuff, props and costume thing. Uh, episode 8 was Andre the Giant, uh, which they used uh, the big show to uh, help and Mark Henry to help. Uh, oddly enough, both of them are now with AEW. Uh, but that was likely filmed before they were with AEW. So.
1: Well, and uh, and Big Show probably has a lot of his dad's stuff in storage.
0: Yeah, just dad's stuff. Um, and then Ric Flair was the last episode that, that aired. They've only done nine episodes so far, but it was... T- it's really fun to watch. It's on A&E. You can find it on Prime Video if you have Amazon Prime. Or... The,
1: the key is you can also get a lot of that WCW stuff because uh-huh. they own that WCW um, yep. And the ECW stuff. Yep. You know? Yep. Um, so,
0: And that's why I think it would be important to have a physical, like, actual museum location. Hall of Fame location that people could travel to uh, and walk through and literally, like, see this stuff. And I'm going sh- to go in a totally different way to connect to this, but there's a traveling exhibit right now that's here in Omaha at one of the museums that is James Cameron's uh, fascination with searching for things underwater, right, including a section uh, entirely on him uh, doing all of his research and, f- and uh, discovering all the stuff with the Titanic, right? And part of it is actual props from the movie Titanic are here. Um, And now this is a traveling exhibit, so it doesn't have a lot of them. But my wife could spend hours there looking at the necklace that there's there. Oh, here's here's Jack Dawson's um, outfit that he wore in, in the main scenes and here's. Here's one of Kate Winslet's um, dresses Dresses. that she wore. Here's here's actual sketches from the notebook that was the drawing book that uh, they had him draw. Draw me like one of your French girls. You know, all of that stuff. And this is a small traveling museum, right? If they had an actual Titanic museum, my wife would insist that we go there and i'd lose an entire day there and i'd be fine if i also had a wrestling hall of fame museum that i could take her to
1: but i don't it's a punishment
0: yes this is, this is payback for titanic
1: you could take her to the star trek museum
0: i don't really have a star trek museum star wars museum I mean, it's Disney-owned, so every Star Wars thing is is kind of spread amongst the different Disney places, because they have whole Star Wars things there.
1: Make her go I'd, to the I'd, I'd, I'd Houston say there could be, Texans Hall of Fame.
0: I, I would say, yeah, there's one person in the Houston Texans Hall of Fame. <laughs> one, one entrant. Andre Johnson, my favorite player, so... That's cool and all, but it'd be a really short visit. Oh, come on. They got a couple defensive players. They haven't made it to the Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor, is that what they call it? There's only been one inductee yet so far. Into in the actual Hall in,
1: in the NFL Hall of Fame or just their personal Hall of
0: in Fame? In the Houston Texans Hall of Fame. I don't know if they've had any in the NFL Hall of Fame yet.
1: I mean theoretically can you take some old T- Tennessee Titans players when they used to be Oilers and and then you can put that um, there uh, Houston Professional Football Hall of Fame then you can have Warren Moon
0: you you could if you got the Houston Professional Football Hall of Fame yes but um you you could not if it was a Houston Texans Hall of Fame because the Texans are technically Texans. a different franchise than the yeah yeah because they're Tennessee Titans now the Oilers mm-hmm. were are, yeah. so um I'm just trying to see because I don't think they're I you know the Texans have only been around for 20 years now so uh, there aren't too many options for them to have made into the Hall of Fame.
1: Genevieve and Clowney.
0: Uh, uh, Clowney's still actively playing, so...
1: Well, so the, the you're saying they have to not be playing anymore? Because they have two defensive ends in, in play here.
0: Yeah, well, you know, uh, yeah. J.J. Uh, J. Watt will be in the Hall of Fame, likely. The only thing that plays against any Houston Texans player is the fact that they haven't won a Super Bowl. And some people argue that to be a Hall of Famer, you have to have at least been to a Super Bowl. Um... But yeah, I'm just I'm just looking here and oh oh I gotta sort these in a different way, or sorted alphabetically I think. And I anyway, sorted.
1: what other Hall of Fame's could um, you?
0: <laughs> I'm just trying to see if there's any because the only chance that uh, the Houston Texans would have for. The Pro Football Hall of Fame would be a player who played somewhere else and then came to them. Excuse me, um, but I don't think we even have any of those.
1: Yeah, that's <coughs> that's garbage. There should be a Pro Football Hall of Fame that allows. I mean, well,
0: Mo- most. Most uh, sports, their Hall of Fame specifically has a requirement that you have to be out of playing for a certain amount of time.
1: Oh, okay. That's why you're saying that. In the the pro football. JJ Watt is eventually there. He's
0: definitely, well, I would say most likely, but there are are other things that play into it, but most likely there. Um, In the end, uh, I think the NFL Hall of Fame, you have to be out for five years to be retired yeah, for five. But you, years.
1: I, I don't think you have to have played in a Super Bowl. is what
0: I'm you, saying. I am You you don't have to by rules, but the voting on that, uh there are people who f- firmly believe that you can't you shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame if you didn't at least make it to a Super Bowl. So yeah, then you
1: have you so you're going to tell me that that Barry Barry Sanders shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame.
0: I'm not saying it, but there are people. That's who what I'm are saying, saying to those people, though. I yes. mean, come on. There, there are people who are saying that. Yeah, Barry Sanders is a
1: top five of all time running back.
0: There, there are also people who are saying, uh, and I've had arguments with these people, that uh, you you can't be considered one of the uh, greatest of all times in pro football if you didn't win a Super Bowl. Um, and they specifically point to a a player from your favorite team, um, a quarterback from your favorite team. Dan Marino, team yeah. That uh, that I think many people would argue is one of the greatest yeah, quarterbacks I, of all time. I, I think we can all say now that he's not the
1: GOAT, mm-hmm. um, but he was in the conversation for a very long time.
0: Yep. And he's a top 10 still. Mm-hmm. And I've literally talked to people who are like, nope, he didn't ever win a Super Bowl. How can you call him a greatest of all time, you know, a, title, a top 10 contender if he's never won a Super Bowl?
1: Yeah, by that cha- by, the, by that logic, Joe Flacco is a better quarterback than Dan Marino,
0: and that's and just not true. That was actually an argument that I used with him, and and he agreed with that. Oh, there is one Houston Texan in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um. He, he didn't actually get in from his career in Houston. It was from his career at the Ravens prior to that he really gets in. Uh, but Ed Reed.
1: Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um,
0: you know, he did 10 years with the Ravens and then half of a year uh, with the Texans and then went off to the New York Jets um, and then retired. There you go. Uh, Welcome to the Pro Football Hall of Fame Fantasy Booking (laughs) Institute. Um, uh, Well, you gave me an idea for my challenge.
1: Awesome. Okay, so we've had the Mount Rushmore conversation. I want you to give categories of uh, some multiple categories. I'm going to throw. It's going to be. It's going to be what is it? Lightning round type setup. Um, you're gonna give four for each, of, so you're gonna give Mount Rushmore's because we got some time to fill because JLB's not here and he didn't want to play tonight. And your challenge was fun, but at the end of the day, there's only so much you can do at an amusement park. I mean, you could have you could have the uh, Cesaro Swing Ferris wheel or the Cesaro Swings, huh? Yeah. Why did you think of that
0: when we were doing it? <laughs>
1: the black mass roundhouse ferris wheel
0: no the the black mass roundhouse would be the one that you you stand against the wall and it spins around and you yes
1: and, and yeah that's fun yeah mm. see there's some fun stuff why does it feel like we've only ever been to county fairs
0: <laughs> um because we live in nebraska and that's mostly <laughs> where we've been. Um, anyways In fairness, Worlds of Fun also has one where you stand against the wall and you spin. Yes. And then yeah, it there's a lot the of floor just out.
1: basic carnival rides in at Worlds floor. of Fun. And then you're stuck um, on the
0: wall with no floor. Oh my anymore. gosh.
1: I, I don't know how I didn't. Titus Worldwide Slide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but you could only go face first.
0: <laughs> None of that riding down foot feet. Oh uh, crap. <laughs>
1: Titus, that's worldwide Sled. Sorry.
0: Anyway, <laughs> moving and forward. And then uh, there's a, a ride that's the walk with Elias, but it's really just a really long, long line. <laughs> that you walk uh, to get to a different ride.
1: It's like a cheeseburger. Yeah, walk. We, we serve every single cheeseburger cooked one at a time, uh-huh. exactly to your specifications. Yes. And when it's done, we'll
0: move on to the next customer. Yes. Walk. Walk. Yes with Elias Mm -hmm. (laughs) we don't call down to let them come through to walk all the way up here to order until we're done serving you
1: yes (laughs) that that would be uh, that would drone on forever
0: anyway but you know I would probably stand in
1: line for that burger (laughs) well
0: if it's anything like the uh, iceberg burger at at the zoo here yeah worth it Um, I'm trying to remember wh- what the exact statistics on it were. Um, uh, t- 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 give me one second.
1: Better than a Five Guys Burger? I Hashtag have still not, not sponsored.
0: Tried it because it's like $15. Um, wow. t- 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 it's on the Glacier Bay Landing. And, uh, da, 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 I'm trying to...
1: People just stand there and wait for hours for it, huh?
0: Oh, I don't know if they stand there for, for hours, but they fucking pay out the wazoo for it. So, All right,
1: uh... so my challenge is is a lightning round. Um, We're going to have, I don't know. I'll stop doing categories when we get to... One hour and twenty minutes. So you got twenty minutes of lightning round stuff.
0: Okay, hit me. Okay,
1: ready? Yeah. Um, so we're gonna start off with women's tag teams. Hall uh, of Fame.
0: So, so four, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, women's Mount Rushmore
1: women's tag teams.
0: Um. fucking harder than you think because there haven't been that many really good
1: no nope, no nope. I started and I started with one of the harder categories.
0: Um well uh um in my opinion well, they should be uh considered one of the best they should have been given a thing. Um uh Kyrie Sane and and oscar okay. um but they weren't ever given a fair shake uh i would say the iconics de- definitely deserved to be on there um and they deserved better than wwe ever gave them um mm-hmm. leave them in in nxt and they would have thrived um Trying to think. Kabuki Warriors, that's what they call them. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Um. It's a slowly building lightning. This, yeah, this is a very slow lightning. This is like <laughs> this is really more of that thunder that's about thirty miles away. She's you're like, oh crap, that could be s- bad. <laughs> slowly hear it rumbling. <laughs> These will be easier as we go. Um, uh, well, I'm uh, part of why this is, is slow is I'm trying not to. Not to just pick, like, current ones. Uh, You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't think, when talking women's, I don't think you could ignore the beautiful people. There
1: we go. I was going to say, if this one doesn't end up on there, that's, yeah, it's tough to Um, ignore Velvet, Madison, and and Angelina.
0: uh Mm-hmm. Um,
1: those were all first names for those who aren't familiar with who the beautiful people are: Velvet Sky, Madison Rain, and Angelina Love. Um, and it was a very enjoyable set of tag teams. The real question at this juncture is: it going to be older than Lay Cool, or is it going to be Lay Cool?
0: That's really kind of what it comes down to. It, like, I mean, I'm you could there. say
1: you could say the Glamazons or, or whatever Beth and uh-huh. and Natty were but they were just a faction more than they were a tag team.
0: Yeah. So what I'm kind of trying to look here. Divas of Doom were what they called themselves. And, and in fairness, I, I know uh, some listeners or viewers out there are probably going to be uh, frustrated if if I don't name some of the insert whatever stardom or or whatever tag champions but to be perfectly honest I'm not as familiar with uh
1: the yeah this is his Mount Rushmore's lightning
0: round um I feel like I don't know I'm, I'm just not seeing any that I no that's definitely a no there um and definitely not that. Uh and Kelly uh, Kelly and Tori Wilson. <laughs> well that's why there there's there's Team B A D, which was uh Naomi and uh Tamina and I'm like no. There's Vince's Devils which was uh Candace Michelle, Tori Wilson and Victoria. And at least one of those I don't hate. Victoria, um, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's probably got to be Lay Cool. I'm just trying my hardest to see, make sure I'm not missing someone. So.
1: Lay Cool was a very dominant group, tag team, and, and entertaining. And there wasn't a tag division, or they would probably had the tag titles. hmm But not the
0: Bellas. And I'm definitely not choosing the Funkadactyls, so I think I'm going <laughs> to have to go with... Yeah, it's, it's got to be Lay Cool. I'm just not seeing another name that jumps out at me. And I'm not calling the Bella Twins or the Thank Boss you. and Hug connection. Um, Boss
1: and Hug is too, in, too good
0: individually. Yeah, so... So that would be my four. They aren't reliant on each other. Okay, so, cool. Okay, next topic. Um, men's tag teams. Men's tag teams. Um, Steiner Brothers are number one. Okay, because they're my num- number one of all time. And before, holla if you hear me. Yeah. Before they split up and he became Big Papa Pump and... Um. I don't think you can can do one without the Road Warriors on it. Um,
1: I I would wholeheartedly agree. You cannot do that. Mm-hmm. Um. God rest his soul. You know, yeah. and and you and you and Randy up there hanging out mm-hmm. and having a good time.
0: Yep. Yeah. One. Speaking of uh Randy, uh I can't I cannot say that I would not I I would uh, talk about wrestling tag teams without putting some love to the Mega Powers. Savage and Hogan, even though Hogan sucks, it still it was so dominating for Yeah. My childhood, so
1: now there's there's a list here. before while you're thinking about which one's going to be your final, then I'll just start rambling some off um, as honorable mentions because I I know that these are ones that are in your head that may or may not show up as this final one. But you've got things like the brothers' destruction, you've got uh, Edge and Edge and Christian, you've got the Dudley Boys, you've got um, uh, the Hardy Boys. Uh, obviously, those three teams revolutionized tag team wrestling for a short while and so they're they're tough to not but which one do you choose obviously is the difficult part um you have edge and uh randy orton as rated rko which was a really great tag team uh you obviously have dx (laughs) a little bit you have diesel and hvk together as a tag Mm -hmm. team um, you've got NWO, uh, The Outsiders, obviously. Mm-hmm. So there's a ton of honorable mentions. This is not to say that these other ones aren't important. This is mm-hmm. to say he's choosing the four best. So yeah. now I'll pass well, this you And more specifically,
0: away. my four best. Right? Yes, your Which four is not best. Not necessarily the four best, I'll be the first yes. to say. Um probably going to show... Heart Foundation. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton. I'm probably just going to show favorites to Edge and Christian because they were kind of like the first tag team in that Attitude Era that were like like a custom-built tag team like you know the hardy boys were brothers who who you know because they grew up together they wrestled together like that uh but edge and christian came along to me and you know in a time when tag teams and unfortunately it stayed this way tag teams are usually just you you know you're a big star and you're a big star so we'll put you together Powers. Right. This was a team that that felt like they were a tag team first, and then eventually singles wrestlers second. So yep. Edge and Christian will go. My well, points, and and I
1: would tough. I would endorse that. And the reason I will endorse that is of those three that I mentioned there, they're the most mainstream. They're not the Dudley Boys with with a very unique gimmick. They're not high flyers like the Hardys did. They were mainstream. They had things like for those with the benefit of flash photography. <laughs> those were fantastic things that allowed this, the the tag team division to be to be what it was. Um, I I probably would have. Been almost identical to that. I probably would have replaced the mega powers with uh, the outsiders, but that's splitting hairs. There it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't blame me for that. Um, okay, so the next category um, I'm going to go with is cruiserweights. Cruiserweights, specifically okay. wrestled in cruiserweight division. So that means you can't include Jericho, you cannot include Finn Balor even though he's always been smaller than Chris Jericho ever yeah. was as a professional wrestler.
0: So the, the <clears> unfortunate <throat> thing uh is uh when talking to me about Hall of Fame for Cruiserweights um anyone post like 2005 has a really hard time getting onto my list. Um Just because there were so many great ones in the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, there really was. Um, Because Dean Malenko is my numero uno. I loved me some Dino the Machino. Wait,
1: Um, you don't have to be a high flyer to be a cruiserweight? Sure don't. Oh, man of a thousand holds.
0: Loved Dean
1: Malenko. Fortunate that Jericho had four more holds than him. Four
0: extra ones. Jesus. Otherwise, he never would have. Um, uh, number two <laughs> is Lepe. I'm kidding. Um, we all know Ciclopay. So Dean Malenko and Dean Um Best Canadian wrestlers. Uh-huh. El
1: Generico, Sammy Zayn. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: well, that's two different people, so you're right. Yeah, yeah um, Mike Ciclopay and... Uh-huh. Never mind, so, go on. uh... Um... I'm going to say a name that's kind of taboo to say, but for cruiserweights in the time, Chris Benoit. That's, it Could
1: be taboo. That doesn't make it untrue. Yeah, you you can't
0: uh, take away without that. Um, And then in the same vein, I mean, I I could. Oh my God, you're going to go all WCW. Well, in the end, it's gonna be yeah. But I could actually go go all in. I like I could have just named the radicals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and but they're minus you know, Saturn, which whichever four you want to choose out of that sort of thing. Um, but uh, but so yeah, Eddie's gonna be number three. I don't think you can have a cruiserweight list without Eddie there. And some people would say that number four would have to be Rey Mysterio Jr. and i to them i would say you're probably right but i'm putting ultimo dragon there number four
1: and that means you're leaving jericho off
0: it's tough it's tough if if this was um a a eight person one i'd still have a hard time limiting it to eight
1: Um, yeah it, it, it is tough that that division was so lights out uh, props mm-hmm. to bischoff for founding it uh fuck you to bischoff for not giving it more credit than it deserved or more credit than it got okay. so you could have been 30 years ahead of your time but and you weren't okay. so um okay the next one is mike skills solely mike, mike skills. skills solely mike skills yeah. So this does mean that Paul Heyman can play into that because there's no wrestling involved in mm-hmm. Mike skills or, or Jr.
0: if you want J, JR and it, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I mean, if I, if I was, if it was strictly announcers, Jr. of course would be on there. Right. But yeah. JR, Jr. and Mike, skills, there's a different type of Mike skills for for yeah. promo skills, you know, and and that's what I put a lot on. Um, so so my number one Hall of Fame, top of the the list, Mike Skills is always going to be Macho Man. Ooh, that surprises me. Bar, like bar none f- for 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 Mike Skills. Now, if you're talking charisma or something like that, then it's going to be Stinger, and Stinger will make it on the list. If it's something like that, but let's be honest, Mike Skills was not the no. Stinger's number one skill. He had so much char- Someone described it as like his charisma role was a natural twenty. Anytime he was walking to the ring, you watched him walk into the ring, and you just couldn't help but but enjoy him. Um, but but his like Mike skill, just talking into a mic, it was always a little lacking. Uh, so Macho Man's my number one. Um it's hard not to put Ric Flair on a Mike Skills uh list. It it really is hard. So so he's gotta be number two. Um number three is I'm gonna say the rock. Mm-hmm. Uh in fact, you know, if you look back at the rock. Take the Mike skills off the table with the rock. Do you think he's as big of a star as he was?
1: No. No, not even close.
0: Yeah. So, so he's number 3. Number 4. I'm trying to make sure You know, this is going to be a controversial pick, but I think Cena.
1: Fair I'm enough. Four. Bro. bro, 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 bro. That promo, I that was fire. That's the first time I've liked. I—I'm not a scene of it. My son lit up when Cena when Cena's music hit. My son actively asked me not to watch wrestling some nights and he heard the music and came running out of the bathroom after his shower um he's eight years old i said put a towel around you that's how excited he was he came out naked dripping and he's like is that the greatest wrestler ever oh my gosh it's the greatest wrestler ever i'm like the rock's not out there bud neither stone cold what are you talking about (laughs) He's <laughs> just Cena. He was pretty excited.
0: So, so I, I told you this before, but you need to go to five below. I know. I'll get him it's a shirt. Five bucks. You could get him a shirt that has a a fake belt sewn onto it, and this, you can also get him this. a Cena mask.
1: This happened. Fake
0: Cena things.
1: This happened last night. <laughs> While John Cena was on television, my son had to write that.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Jeez, jeez, oh, Alright. So, but that's
0: my point. You can get him. You can get him the shirt with the fake belt already attached to it. You can get him a Cena mask that comes with the Cena um, armband, wristbands, wristband things for it.
1: All right. So, I, I do have five more categories. If you want, we did hit the twenty-minute mark. But you didn't lightning
0: round one of those very hard at all. I didn't lightning round too hard because I think too much about things. Let's do, Let's we'll, we'll play it by ear, but we'll do one more and then we'll decide if we want to do one
1: more. Well, I need to know five because uh, I can cut it down to four or I'm just going to go to the goat.
0: Well, then just go to the goat because I can't promise more than one more. Okay, no, we're going we're gonna to go four.
1: You got this. You can handle this. These are all easy. Okay. Um, ready? Next one is
0: catchphrases. Phrases. Uh, Smell What the Rock is Cooking. Uh, unfortunately, You Can't See Me. That's really got to be on there. You can't uh, see me. Um, it's just been up there. Um, unfortunately, it should be Austin 316 said, I just whooped your ass, but it actually is what? What? It's um, <laughs> true. true. Uh, so wish they would. People just stop saying that. Um And then
1: this is going to be interesting because I, I feel like it's one of the two guys that a lot of people would have in their goat conversation here.
0: And I don't know which route you're going to go. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about Hall of Fame, it's probably got to be woo. Okay. Um,
1: I didn't know if you were going to go with what you're going to do or uh-huh. woo. I, I would agree. Woo is better.
0: Yeah. Uh, so. so yeah, that's, that's there. Okay. Next one. Okay. Underrated. Underrated.
1: Um, guys like Bam Bam Bigelow Canyon.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Underrated. you've got two of them right there. Canyon, <laughs> Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, <laughs> I personally, I, I had him in my Cruiserweight one, but Ultimo Dragon, I think he is severely underrated. And oh, that's even,
1: submission skills were killer.
0: Even knowing that at one point he had like 20 belts. Um, <laughs> but, but I think he's severely underrated. So that's three. Um... so tough to, to choose just another underrated. Um. I think I'm, I might go with the guy who's current wrestler still. He's been around for a long time. Uh, but Kazarian. Oh, I like that. Um. He's he's never been really the guy, but I think he's. Always yeah, I mean, he put even on. got
1: shit on in TNA at one point. He was mm-hmm. he was on his way to it, and then yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. He's very very Chris Canyon,
0: mm-hmm.
1: very Chris Canyon. So I, yeah, that's a that's a good call. I like that. Um, okay, the I was gonna do big men, but I I think that's not fair to you because big men sucks mm-hmm. to do. Um, so, because then you end up saying King Kong Bundy on a list and stuff like that. And you just don't want to do that. So I'm going to say segments, historical segments. Um, this can be promos, math promo. This can be, um, this can be <laughs> on air segments, um, pipe bomb. Um, it can be just, just an, an individual segment.
0: Mhm. Okay.
1: So we did two, and so... two minutes, two and four minutes, three minutes. So we're good. Now we're yeah. in lightning round stuff.
0: Yeah, So um, I don't think you can talk about segment without having uh, NWO Third Man Match of the Beach segment. That, okay. That segment there changed professional wrestling. You know, yeah. at that yep. time. Um, I am a huge fan of uh, Macho Man's uh, Cream Rises to the Top promo. I also like his uh, garbage can promo. So it's really tough for me to choose which one I like better. You but both that.
1: of them. Macho Man could uh, earn two. But I mean he I'm was gonna... number one on your talkers.
0: Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just stick with the cream rises to the top one okay. for for um for that. So that's two. Um Uh, uh, the rock absolutely roasting Billy Gunn. Uh, <laughs> God, it's, it's me, Billy. I just won the and everyone still thinks I absolutely, I absolutely suck. suck. <laughs> well, Bobby, it's well, Billy. I mean, it doesn't matter what your name is. That's so good. Uh, um, and, uh, this is going to be kind of a different one, but, um, the, uh, festival of friendship, Jericho and Kevin Owens. Okay. Okay. That, that segment Just there before
1: the list five. showed up. So yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Well, no, he had the list, Oh, the, the list, list of Jericho. And that was, that was the present that, uh, KO gave him was a new list but instead of being the list of Jericho, it had the list of Owens on the back of it, and Jericho's name was on it because Kevin Owens then super kicks him in the face. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. So that's
1: fair, fair. enough. Okay. Okay. Um, three more
0: um, non ring performers. Non ring performers. Well, okay. In this case, um, Paul Heyman has to be on the list. Because um, he's not just a mic man, but also a behind-the-scenes man uh, who helped shape wrestling. Um, In the same vein, Bischoff. He, behind the scenes and on screen, shaped professional wrestling at the time. Um, and then, in the same vein, unfortunately, Vince, Vince McMahon, uh, specifically Attitude Era Vince McMahon. Yeah. Um. You had yeah. not. Where you been? Yeah. Where you been? <laughs> um. He he's gotten to but... be a caricature of himself now, but yeah. Back in Attitude Era. Um, and especially early attitude area when he was pretty instrumental in changing the 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 wave from WCW back to WWE. So, um, and then uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan.
1: The Golly, brain. I really
0: thought I truly thought you were gonna go with Mean Gene. Mean Gene would possibly up there and. And if I wasn't including, if if I couldn't include Bischoff and Vince McMahon in there, Mean Gene would have definitely been in. Or but bosses. Yeah, if I yeah had to had to keep away from bosses, because uh, Mean Gene was definitely there. You know, if it was five, uh, Mean Gene would have probably been there. But Bobby the Brain Heenan, uh, he's half the reason I continued watching wrestling at times. You know what I mean? Because I just yeah. loved him so much. So yeah.
1: Okay. Alright, so Goat Women.
0: Goat Women.
1: um... Keep in mind their actual careers, what was happening at the time. Mm
0: -hmm. There are limitations that occurred in the 90s to professional wrestlers. We've had this discussion recently, um, and some people who listened to that discussion would not expect me to put Trish Stratus on it. But she definitely deserves to be on. Yeah, because
1: right? she she's still stuck in the era. She doesn't get to pick which era she learns yeah. to wrestle in.
0: Um, I I still 100% believe that um, if, if Trish Stratus, with her skill set from her era, were to be competing in modern professional wrestling, she'd be outmatched. All the time,
1: but, but we have to assume she would have elevated her skill set.
0: Well, and there's, there's that, but it's the, it's the same argument that, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, go out of our lane a bit and go to like professional uh, basketball for a moment. You have the people arguing LeBron James versus Michael Jordan, right? And in the end, um, people will believe vehemently their side over the other side, whichever way it is, Right. Um, But Michael Jordan didn't have to compete against the defenses that LeBron James has to compete against, right? And inversely, LeBron James doesn't have to compete against the same sorts of defenses that Michael Jordan had to compete against. Michael Jordan in modern basketball might not have been the Michael Jordan that we remember. Or he might have been better.
1: That he he really thrived during the transitional period Mm -hmm. of the post in the middle to today's that dude rebounds.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what that's what they are for rebounds and on top of it driving the lane. Yep, on top of it, you know, people always try to say, "Well, LeBron James always needed to surround himself with other people." Uh, Are we forgetting Scottie Pippen,
1: Tony Kukoc? Are
0: we forgetting? Yeah, are we forgetting Rodman? Are we forgetting the fact that? That Michael Jordan
1: and Paxton both took game winning shots in
0: championship. I I mean, the simple fact is Michael Jordan was surrounded by very talented people, too, right? So we can take that out of the equation. And then go back and forth, and so, uh, but but at the same point, no one would ever argue that Michael Jordan is, doesn't deserve to be considered one of the greatest of all time. No, oh, no, right, absolutely. Uh, and so, you one hundred percent can be at the top of your game in an era that was maybe less competitive than the current era. Um, and still be the greatest of all time. I, I was mentioning the talk earlier about Dan Marino, right? Dan Marino didn't have to compete against some of the defenses, uh, that is in modern football, right? Mm-hmm. But that still doesn't mean he wasn't one of the greatest of all times in his time, right? Yep. So, um, so yeah, so that's where Trish Stratus definitely, uh, gets one spot on the list. Um, she just made the list she just made that list um it's hard to say uh, female wrestlers right now and not put at least some love towards Charlotte regardless of whether we're fans of her right now or not um it's hard to argue about her not being 11 time
1: main roster champion
0: yep um even if one of them was for one day um but, um. Like, there's part of my brain that wants to put Medusa, Alundra Blaze on there, but part of me feels like Alundra. Her, the biggest knock against her is not against her, but against the era that she was in, where she didn't really get to actually compete. You know what I mean? Uh she came she along in the
1: early 90s on WWE yeah. before they started throwing it away.
0: Yeah, and that's the deal is, I mean, it literally got so bad in WWE that Vince McMahon forgot that they had a WWE champion uh women's champion, right, WWF women's champion, I should say.
1: Yeah.
0: Um legitimately forgot that they had one, forgot that she was it and fired her while she still held the belt because he forgot to, you know, book her to lose it first. Um, and then she goes over to WCW and makes a big splash over there with the whole throw the belt away sitting moment. And then they don't do shit with her. Because, unfortunately, in that era for WCW, the value was the belt-in-the-trash moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was the belt-in-the-trash moment to get that shock factor the value for them was not her continuing to wrestle and that's the the unfortunate side with that um and then she kind of languished in wcw and didn't do anything and that's not her fault um so yeah i'm i'm gonna have to put her on there but it's it's tough putting her on there um and then again this is where we we lose out by being uh american wrestling fans who don't get to watch a lot of japanese wrestling because i'm sure they're they're people screaming at their screens right now this wrestler this wrestler you know uh and often they're gonna be japanese wrestlers that wrestled for stardom um or all japan pro or whatever that we uh That we don't get to, uh... No, I get it. That we don't, um... I think if we're gonna put Charlotte on there right now... uh, Becky, number four. If only for how she... Kind of, um rose above just being a women's wrestler to being a wrestler the man the yeah. man. Um, now if we're talking pure skill i would argue that tessa blanchard might be the most talented women's wrestler at least of in america all time yeah or possibly of all time but but she hasn't had the impact and some of it's been her ego so, so yeah, yeah that's my point when you
1: say goat you have to take it in all categories Mm Mhm. So I can already name one of these for you. So if you want to go ahead and grab a figurine, goat men, go ahead and grab the figurine, put him up, and show us none other than,
0: Sting. (laughs) The real question is, do do I do do I do, Surfer Sting, Sting, Surfer Sting, Sting, slightly later Surfer Sting, or slightly later Surfer Sting. Or uh, early crow sting, crow sting, or later crow sting, icon sting, or wolf pack sting, or I don't know. Um, Winter is coming, sting. Or do I point back there to the the wolf pack sting that's right? <laughs> uh, let me see if I can. Uh, uh, there or yeah. the crow sting that's right there.
1: So it's it's a Mount Rushmore with four different pieces of Sting on there. Yes,
0: it's it's Sting, Sting, <laughs> Sting, and Sting. No, okay. So so what would the official category uh, greatest of all time? Goat Goatman, Goatman. Ah, uh, so Sting number one. Uh, Macho Man number two. Because did did you know this? For most of his career, he wrestled tiptoe because he was always so self conscious of his height. That he wrestled tiptoe until he started getting boots with lifts built into him. But think about the shit that he did. He was one of those that would go to the top rope. His finishing move was a top rope elbow elbow drop. That's hard enough to do flat-footed, and you're doing it on your tiptoes? God damn. (laughs) Um, uh, Greatest of all time, men... Um I this using this phrase goat, we can't uh not put Jericho on the list because he's had such an impact over almost thirty years, right?
1: Four decades, four decades of wrestling. Four
0: decades. Uh and yeah, sneeze and it's not gonna come. Okay.
1: Um He's so in his fourth. fourth. Yeah, yeah, he, 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 he hasn't fourth, completed first. the fourth. That, that, <laughs> he's that,
0: after that, three yeah that um also brings up just in a side note uh my wife got really confused because i was watching um aw dark and it had uh dustin rhodes talking about and he said he said he said i've been wrestling for five decades and my wife's like no way is he is he been wrestling for five decades and i'm like yeah that's a little sus because he's he's only 52 um, but then in I figured out he's decades. wrestling in five decades because his first and matches was 1988. So in 80s, his 90s, fourth decade of wrestling. Mm-hmm, yes, yeah. So so uh, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, 2020s, fifth, fifth decade that he's been in. But anyway. Yeah. um.
1: It, it, And wrestling for 30, what is that, 33 years. So he's working on his fourth decade (laughs) of actual wrestling time, which is crazy. Mm
0: -hmm. But, um... So anyway, moving forward. Goat of all time. So
1: Sting Jericho, Macho Man. Yeah.
0: Sting Jericho, Macho Man, um... And the internet wrestling community would probably hang me if I didn't also put Ric Flair up there. So,
1: well, you had to choose one of the two sixteen-time world champions. Yeah, and I had to hung you if you'd have said, if you'd have said,
0: "You see me?"
1: Because <laughs> I, I had to hear that crap last night. <laughs> That's the greatest wrestler of all time, Dad. I mean, it was exciting. I, I as a wrestling <laughs> fan. We are all irritated by our children who love john cena there is not there is not one of us who's a mark who can truly say we're marks that um doesn't get a little bit irritated when a child tells us that John Cena or Roman reigns is the best of all time That said, you gotta take a little pride in knowing that your kid likes likes professional wrestling so you can sit and watch him at some point watch with him at some point so I took a little pride in it. I also wanted to tell him to shut up when he when he's like, John Cena, Dad, you tell me somebody's better. Who's better? You tell me. Tell me one person is better. I'm like, shall we start?
0: Let's see. <laughs> Let's see. Oh look, there's start? AJ Styles in the ring. Let's see. Just we're we're gonna con- compare. Uh, Cause here's the deal. My list, goat of all time, is of course gonna be biased by my love for Sting and my love for Macho Man. Um, you know, just hands down, that's uh-huh. always gonna bias me. Uh, Sports Illustrated puts Ric Flair as the number one of all time. Yeah. Number two. Jericho. Shawn Michaels. Really. Mm-hmm. Number
1: three. I love Shawn Michaels, but mm-hmm. uh, Stone Cold. Stone
0: Cold, correct. Number four. The Rock, Hogan. The Rock. The Rock. The Rock. Yep. Five. Hogan. Nope. Taker. Uh, I can give him that. Six is Hogan then. No. Jericho. Nope. You're gonna probably go down the go down your list. Um. I don't know if he would necessarily would have been in my list, if only because of, of age. Um, and this is not saying he's a newer oh, guy. This yeah. actually saying he's an older guy. But I, I just wasn't around during his active wrestling Bob career. Bob Backlund. Right? I, uh, no. Uh, Dino Bravo. Wrote. Dusty, okay. Dusty wrote. However, yeah. I will say you will be angry at number seven.
1: Iron Chic?
0: Nope.
1: Are you fucking kidding
0: me? He's really, really good, and it pisses me off. <laughs> uh, number eight. This is why number seven is kind of surprising to me. Hogan? Because number eight is Hogan. And so Sports Illustrated puts Cena above Ho- Hogan.
1: Sena uh, carried. I, I will give Cena this. He did carry a a dying
0: industry. Um, to well, to additional performers being able to carry it. Well, and we can we can complain about Cena all we want for from our standpoint, but the pop that he got when he came out at Money in the Bank, the pop he came out to on Monday Night Raw. That's real. You know, people, people enjoy it. And it's, we've talked about how WWE doesn't like to create stars anymore. They're afraid to create stars because those stars then go off to movies and stop being stars for them. And Cena is the last of the stars that they made, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's the last wrestler that they can trot out anytime they need to. I say anytime but you know often uh to get that sort of a pop because even roman reigns who gets a legitimate pop does not get the cena pop no no right number nine is sitting right over my shoulder sting Uh mm-hmm number 10 andre really jericho's not in their top 10. No, now keep in mind that this list came out a few years ago, so this was before Jericho reinvented himself in AEW, so that might for the have 17th time. Yep, yeah. um, number 11. Oh, yeah, Macho man. Uh-huh. Number 12, Hot Rod. Boy, I would
1: not put him that high. Uh, Jake the Snake could be higher than Hot Rod for me,
0: you know, with, with Hot Rod. So much of it is not based on his wrestling skill, but his his charisma and mic skills. Um, but so number 13 is Jericho. 14 okay. Harley Race, 15 Mick Foley, 16, Bret Hart, 17, Orton. And I think Orton's current run might move him up that a bit. Um, eighteen, Kurt Angle, nineteen, Antonio Inoki. Wait, that wasn't just U.S. That was of all of them. This is all time, according to Sports Illustrated. Yes. Wow, I I, I would have
1: assumed Anoki would have been higher than that, mm-hmm. but he was also Dick who fucked everybody over, yeah. so.
0: Twenty Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, twenty one Daniel Bryan. Okay,
1: okay, we gotta stop. We gotta stop.
0: Triple H, twenty three. I'm I'm gonna get to to twenty five. Twenty three Buddy Rogers, twenty four Edge, twenty five Bob Backlund. So Bob Lyder, Backlund I'm gonna go to twenty six. About... Jushin Thunder Liger is twenty six. So.
1: And that's because of his Japan run, not his U.S. run. Yeah. Yeah, it's screwed by.
0: And the fact uh, that at the time of writing this, uh, he was still an active wrestler still. At fifty years, 68 old. years old. Yeah, yeah. Sixty eight years old. Sixty eight years old or whatever it is, yeah. Anyways. Anyway. So.
1: anyway. So, well sorry. that was a longer episode, but it was because I wanted
0: to do more mm-hmm. of the uh Yep, yep, yep. So on that note, we are going to jump through this really quickly because it's just two of us, so it shouldn't be too hard to do. I'm going to switch chargers while we do that, just so you know.
1: That's
0: fine. AEW, Ring of Honor, or Impact, or lovely game where we challenge each other to move a wrestler from one promotion to another, where you would put them. Uh, Mine is going to be uh, challenging um, DA Fabe first um this is nxt wrestlers who were just recently called up to the main roster and may not have actually debuted on the main roster yet but have reportedly been called up we know for certain one of them um and this is not the ones that he thinks about this is based on the rumors that aliyah Zaylee, lee and austin theory have all been called up to the main roster
1: Zia lee has not been called up to the main roster
0: um, no bo- both Both Zaylee and Austin Theory were on uh, NXT tonight, but both of them were were booked in storyline uh, ways that made it open for them to maybe be going up to the main roster.
1: Um, Austin Theory started been pulled up at one
0: point, mm-hmm. so that and... seems silly to me. And reports have it that they wants him to go back. The Odyssey Jones is also another one who. That's really funny because, uh, to me, because he really hasn't done anything on NXT at all. But
1: okay, um, so Aaliyah to Roh. God dang it! If Zaylee had mic skills in a heartbeat, she'd be in that AEW setup. In a heartbeat. I'm going to do it. Xylee to AEW and uh, Austin Theory to Impact. Really, that is just a ranking of how much I like them.
0: Okay. <laughs> awesome. Okay, your turn. Who's my challenge? Okay.
1: Time Machine. Okay. Ready?
0: Okay. Your top three GOAT. Men. Okay, so my top three GOAT men. So that would be Sting, Sting, Macho but Man, but you get
1: you get them from their prime, which puts them in a WWE currently owned company. Okay, Sting, Macho Man, and uh, Ric Flair. Okay,
0: Sting, Macho Wait, Man, did Ric- you say Flair? Technically, Flair Third. was my four, and Jericho was my three. Okay, so Jericho. Um, okay. But you get Jericho in his prime. You don't have
1: him. You don't have him aging. Yep. So maybe you don't. Maybe you put him in Impact. Um,
0: the tougher thing with this is who do I put in Ring of Honor?
1: I feel like there's hands down it's
0: in AEW. Well, that's what I say. The toughest thing is who do I put in Ring of Honor? Um... <laughs> Because, yes, for me, hands down, Sting in his prime in AEW because I like Sting. I liked him in his prime. I want him in whatever show I watch, right? <laughs> um, along the same lines, I also loved Macho Man in his prime. Um, but I also loved Jericho in his prime. Um, This is not the right answer, but it's the way I'm going to go. Jericho to Ring of Honor because I think he could elevate that. Uh, entire company uh, to the point that they would be competitive again because that's what he fucking does, and that puts Macho Man in impact. Where a, a Macho Man in his prime potentially competing in an Ultimate X match, I could be down with that. Yeah, yeah, and I
1: think he could drag himself <laughs> across or,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. So, okay, that was a lightning round of that. Yeah. But because of that, that brings us to the end of the show. So we're going to start to wrap things up. The links are in the doobly-doos for all of our uh, stuff, like our social medias, our merch store, our Patreon, um, as well as uh, Tatnus Co., so you can follow us there, follow over to there and do it. Um, links to JLB stuff is going to be in there, too, if you want to. We're not going to bore you with his whole thing. But just don't, head on don't down to the doobly doo. Yeah. Head on down to the doobly doo for all of that stuff there. Um, I said before to make sure to like, share and subscribe, um, which is the best way to support us is by sharing and subscribing to the podcast. If you are following this on the live stream, make sure you're uh, following us on either Facebook or YouTube or both subscribe to us on both then you get notified and you can choose to watch it however you want. so subscribe to that. And you can follow us on social media. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU pretty much on any of the social media. So we're talking Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. You can follow me there. You can follow D.A. Fabe at
1: D.A. Sorry, D A Vincent K. Fabe right there. Mm-hmm. I get um, a point at the same spot when I do this. I exactly. like up setup.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, see, it says me. It says you. It says me. It says you. It says you it says me it says you it says me it says you anyways you can follow jlb at all the shit that he normally says i'm not gonna repeat it. jlb for twenty. but on that note we are going to close the book on the fantasy booking institute um if you have any uh challenges for fantasy booking hit us up in the comments um we get enough of them we'll do an entire show on user submitted fantasy booking so um, yeah but yeah just let us know uh what you think and we will see you soon thanks for listening bye